Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own rebel energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. Hello, Rebels. I am so, so excited to have you back here with me and especially for today's topic. I'm going to be digging into where this mindset piece comes from of I can't do this because I've never done this before. And I really want to encourage you to take this mindset shift and run with it. All right. So we're going to be digging into all the things today of why we are holding ourselves back from really launching forward, not only in our business, but also from our lives. So let's get into it. As women, we are afraid to embrace our power, our rebel energy from a very, very young age. So, and I'm not exaggerating any of this when I tell you this, but I got into trouble all the time growing up for talking too much. I was constantly told, you are here to learn, not socialize. And um, now that's one of my my biggest powers, right? I I basically like talk for a living, obviously about, you know, virtual assistants and how to build your business and all that good stuff. But growing up, it got me into trouble all the time. And actually just last week, my mom was telling uh, my fiance this story. So I was in first grade and this teacher, my mom, you know, knew growing up as well too. She'd been in the community for a long time. Um, she was an older lady. She's unfortunately since passed away, but she was my favorite teacher. Um, but I was in first grade and um, she had set me outside of the classroom because I wouldn't quit talking. I don't remember how many warnings she gave me. I'm sure it was a boatload. Um, and But she had forgotten about me. So <laughs> I was outside, I think, for like an hour or so. And she called my mom that evening and was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I totally forgot about Jade. You know, she wouldn't quit talking. So I put her outside the classroom and totally forgot about her. I am so, so sorry. And my mom laughed and was like, it's okay. It's fine. But even going back and looking at my report cards from first grade on every single year, Jade needs to quit talking so much. Jade socializes too much. And as I got older, it became... Jade is bossy, uh, you know, she like, I don't even like trying to take control of the situations, like all these things. Now, as an adult, I still have those qualities. And so growing up, because I they were using words like, you know, talks too much or she's too bossy, looking back, yes, should I have been listening to my teacher and shut the hell up? A hundred percent, definitely. But also too, you know, I was always just very embarrassed about it. I, I love, here's the thing. Um, I am not an introvert, but I'm not an extrovert. I think it's like ambivert, right? Um, where I won't talk. I, I don't like to small talk. I don't like to socialize, um, you know, with someone I don't know. It's very, I have a lot, a lot of anxiety because now as an adult, I'm always wondering, oh my gosh, am I talking too much? Am I sharing too much? you know, am I listening enough? All those things. But once I feel comfortable around someone or I run into someone that I know, you know, I can talk their their ear off, right? So, but I do have a lot of social anxiety now because of that. And also even being bossy, right? 
instead of saying Jade takes um, ownership of the group or she is a strong leader in the group, it was always turned into this negative piece. And I think as women now, you know, grown-ups, we look at these things of, oh, I don't want to set boundaries with someone because then I'm a bitch. I don't feel comfortable um, doing this because I don't want to be bossy. And these are all narratives that we have been taught and in, in ingrained in our lives as well too. And so something that I want to do is shift the narrative and show that women can set boundaries within their lives and their business. And that is okay. That does not make them a bitch. That they can, in fact, be a leader and not be told that they're they're bossy. They can be friendly and outgoing and not be told that they're 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 too talkative. These are all strengths. But up until a few years ago, I didn't look at them as strengths. If you are ready to have rebel energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basictobookedout.com to get started. So I want you guys to look at what are you doing? Is there somewhere in your life or in your business that you are playing small? When I ask my clients, why are you, you know, not showing up? Because I know that they are a silly person, but when they show up, they're not showing that silly side. It always has something to do with what they've been taught or told about themselves their whole lives. They've been slapped, had this label slapped on them. And so now they are hiding their true selves. Are there people out there that are going to disagree with me? Yes. Are there people out there that are going to think that I'm too much or that I am too bossy or... Uh, I, I don't know, arrogant, right? Maybe too bubbly, maybe too positive. You are never going to please every single person. You're just not. And so when I tell my clients to start showing up as their true selves, they see such a big difference. Other times, which is what I really want to dig into as well, is that they are, they're not showing up as their true selves because they're like that imposter syndrome that we've talked about before. Well, who am I to help someone? Or I have never done this before. You guys, it is okay that you have never done something before because we all have a day one. Even four years ago when I first got started, there are people that have been doing it for four years. Maybe now you're just getting started and I've already been doing it for four years. I have been exactly where you are. I've had zero followers. I've only had a handful of people watch my Instagram stories. But because I've done these things, these three C's that I'm going to share with you, this is why I have had so much success. So before I get into that, I want you to remember that man had never walked on the moon before. No one had ever invented the television or electricity. We've all had a day one. We've all started out at the exact same spot. No freaking idea what we're doing. No followers, no direction, no coach. I have been there. You have been there. My coaches have been there. And it is totally okay and normal. But you have to push through and persevere. So let's dig in now to my secret sauce, my method for getting my clients to three and 5K months, okay? 
So number one, the first C is going to be your client. Who is your ideal client? You have to know who you are talking to. Number two is clarity. What are you going to offer? You have to know what services you are offering, what maybe your business mission statement is, why you are showing up every single day. And number three is consistency. Consistency with your content, showing up, doing the lead generation. We've talked about this in a previous one. You have to show up as a six-figure version of yourself if that is your goal. So whatever your goal is, start showing up as that person. If your goal is to be a virtual assistant for sales and marketing coaches and you don't even have one client yet, it doesn't matter. Start showing up as that person. So recap, the three C's. You need to know your client. Who is your ideal client? The clarity, what are you going to offer? And consistency. So get a strategy in place to do all those things. I get asked this all the time. Can I work a nine to five and start my virtual assistant business? Hells to the yes. I have had clients where they work a nine to five, they've got little kids at home, and they have a few virtual assistant clients as well too. So even if you have limited time, even if it's 30 minutes a day, find those mom cracks in your day and get a strategy in place for you to be able to be consistent in your business. So one thing that I hear a lot is that I don't want to be repetitive. They're like, what else should I be talking about? Because in Rockstar Academy, once we do the market research, we start to build your content vault and we start to build out your three brand pillars. And in those three brand pillars, we are covering your expertise, your common interests that you have with your ideal client and your client's goals. And then we break it all down within your content vault. So a lot of what you're going to be talking about is repetitive. Even the way that I have my clients break down their content. It's conversational, inspirational, and educational. So they have one topic and they are breaking it down. So the FPGs, their fears, pains, and goals, right, of their idol client, we're breaking that down into a content vault and organizing that. So if their idol clients, one of their pain points is that they struggle with showing up consistently on Instagram, then what we're going to do is build a topic about that. And so we're gonna create an educational post about how to show up consistently. So it could be something along the lines of, my three tips to stay consistent in your sales and marketing business. A conversational post. The hook could be, do you struggle every week with being consistent in your content on Instagram? And then, an inspirational post is, you know, how I helped my uh, client get three posts up every single week um, in their sales and marketing business. Okay, those are just some ideas to throw out there. But those are all examples. So we have that one pain point, And then we're able to take that and repurpose that content into three different things. Now, you're not going to obviously post that one pain point and do an educational, conversational, inspirational post all in one week. No, we're going to spread that out. But like even if you get 10 FPGs, 10 times 3 is 30. So instead of having 10 posts, you now have 30 posts. And it's okay to be repetitive because A, 
your ideal client needs to hear the same message between seven to 12 times for it to actually sink in. So if you follow me on Instagram, I am constantly talking about my ideal client's FPGs, right? Exactly what I'm sharing with you right now. How to land clients, niching down, conducting market research over and over and over and over again. And why I do that is because for the people that have been following me longer, they need to understand how important these things are, right? I'm constantly talking about their fears, pains, and goals. But for my new people, they've never heard me talk about that before. And I'm constantly doing lead gen and bringing new people in. So when I hear a virtual assistant say, oh, I'm being too repetitive, that's exactly what you need to be doing. If you have two spots open for a new virtual assistant client in July, you need to be talking about that every single day until those spots are filled. And of course, creating content about why they need to be working with you. But you have to be talking about your offers. It's so, so important. Another thing that I hear from virtual assistants is, oh, well, this, I saw this other VA talking about, um, you know, how to, how to show up consistently on Instagram. So I can't do that. Oh my goodness, no. That other virtual assistant has a different idol client than you do. Even if they don't, maybe you both work with like, let's say fitness coaches. It doesn't matter because the people or the fitness coaches that she's getting in front of have not seen her message yet. So as long as you are focusing on your business, you are doing your lead gen and you're getting in front of your idol clients, it doesn't matter that someone else is talking about the same thing. All information in the online space is regurgitated information. Unless they have like some secret method, right? Like mine would be the pyramid method. I created that. I did that. So unless there's another virtual assistant coach out there and takes my actual method and, you know, talks about the pyramid method and things like that, obviously, right? Like th that's stealing. But if they're talking about the importance of market research, that person did not patent market research. You can talk about that too. If another virtual assistant is talking about how to show up consistently on your Instagram stories, who gives a shit? You can still talk about that as well too. You don't know if, if her ideal client's seeing that. You don't know if you have the same ideal client. It doesn't matter. So when you're putting out content, stay in your own lane. Put your blinders on and only focus on your message, your ideal clients, and your business, okay? And this is why niching down and having your own expertise is so freaking important, you guys. I cannot stress this enough. Because when you niche down, you are then able to target your ideal client so much better. And this is one thing that I love about the community that I have with Roxalot Academy because I had a client and she was not showing up the way that she should have been. We had a customized business plan. And so I asked her on our one-on-one coaching calls, like, why are you, you know, we had this to-do list. Like, you know, we've had this for a couple of weeks. Like what, what, what's cool? What's going on? What's holding you back? What is the mindset piece that's holding you back? And she's like, well, I saw the two other people that are currently in Roxalot Academy also are working with mindset coaches. And, you know, their market research showed that they, um, you know, needed X, Y, Z skill set, but my skill set's this. It is okay because I had to explain to her that the other clients of mine in Roxalt Academy, all three of them had a different skill set, but had the same niche, but it was based on their market research and who they were attracting. 
So I asked her, are you aligned with the skills that you're offering for mindset coaches? She's like, yes, I love what I'm doing. Okay, perfect. I truly believe, and this may sound woo-woo, but I truly believe that the universe brings in, it like helps you attract your ideal clients. So with the other two, all three of you have a different skill set. You all had different results from your market research. That doesn't mean that one person is wrong. That just means that the universe is bringing forth your ideal client, which is mindset coaches that need your specific skill set. And she had already landed a couple of clients within that as well too. And so a lot of women get into this comparisonitis, which is a funny name I made up for it, but they start to compare themselves to what other virtual assistants are doing. You don't know their background. You don't know their journey. And maybe they show up a different way on Instagram stories. But if you don't feel aligned with that, then don't do that. One thing I talk about all the time is on TikTok. I avoided TikTok for so long because I had it in my head. I was comparing like other, it wasn't even other virtual assistant coaches. It was just like other women. And I see these cute, adorable women that like have five kids, look like they have their shit together and they're doing these amazing dances, okay? I did dance for like maybe two weeks when I was five. I am uncoordinated. I have no dance moves. The only time I ever dance is when I get a couple drinks in me. And even then, it's really hard. I just, it, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> I feel awkward, okay? So for me, I'm not going to show up on TikTok and dance. I, hell would probably freeze over if you guys ever saw me do that, okay? Do one day, would I like to be able to move my body and not fall on my face? Yes, that would be balls, but it's not gonna happen anytime soon. So for me to sit there and force myself to learn a dance, to go on TikTok is just not my jam. But I got this whole narrative in my head because I was comparing myself to other mamas. And I see virtual assistants do that all the time. I, and I know it's so overused, but I want you guys to show up as your authentic self and find what you enjoy doing and then go and do that. If you are a good dancer and you enjoy dancing, hells yes, create TikToks, create reels of you doing that. For me, as we've already talked about, I'm a talker. I can hop on there. I can talk. I can mouth some words, you know, to a sound on TikTok. Yes, that is my jam. So I want you guys to put your blinders on and quit looking at what other people are doing because you don't know what the behind the scenes is. Even a few months ago, guys, I was comparing my business to, and I kept telling myself and my coach, I'm not comparing myself. I'm not comparing myself, but... I see her, she's made a million dollars in her business, but I'm over here and I'm only, you know, going to make about a half a million this year, blah, 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 blah. My coach brought up some really good points. Even though she was your coach a couple years ago, you don't know what the back end of her business looks like. You don't know why she's doing Facebook ads. You don't know how much she's spending and outsourcing, right? Yeah, maybe she's making a million dollars, but maybe her profit is only a quarter of a million because she's outsourcing the rest of it. So it's so important that as you guys grow in your virtual assistant business, that you work intensely with your coach because your coach should know, right, exactly what the back end of your business looks like. They've been there for your journey and they're gonna be able to help you. 
And when you get into this thing of, oh, well, I haven't done this and I haven't done that and she's here, you can't do that. Even like the coach that I was comparing myself to, we're the exact same age, but we have very different lifestyles. She is single. She doesn't have kids, right? I have a family. I've got two kids. I've got a stepson. I have a lot of different things using up my time. That doesn't mean I can't be successful. That doesn't mean that I won't one day hit a million dollars. But my journey from the very beginning has looked so much different than hers. She was able to make AK in her VA business. I never got to that because I pivoted a lot earlier in coaching, right? So we can't sit there and assume something about someone else's business. And so now it's to the point where I don't ever follow any other virtual assistant coaches. Like the only coaches that I follow are ones that inspire me or ones that I've worked with. There's maybe a handful of coaches that I actually follow. Because there. here's another point too, guys. Information overload is a real thing. So if you are following 100 virtual assistants, but your niche is fitness coaches and you're only following 30 of them, that's a big issue. You should not be following other virtual assistants unless maybe you, you're, you know, you're in Roxanne Academy, you're cheering each other on or something like that, but you can't sit there and follow more of, which I hate the word competitors, right? But like other women that, you know, are also virtual assistants versus your ideal client. And so I want you guys, I want to empower you to set those boundaries with yourself as well. One thing I hear all the time is, I'm not showing up the way that I should be because I don't want my mom to see me or I don't feel comfortable with my boyfriend watching me. When I first started my virtual assistant business, I had blocked all of my, and I'm using air quotes, friends, okay, which I don't even talk to them anymore post-divorce. They weren't really my friends, but I blocked them because I already knew they judged me for investing in my virtual assistant business. And at the time I couldn't realize it, but they weren't really my friends. And so I had them all blocked. I had uh, my mom blocked and not because my mom wasn't supportive, but I had my mom blocked for, I think the first couple of months because it just, it was something, it wasn't her. It, it's sometimes yourself as well too. So if you know that you're not going to show up as confidently as you should be, because you're going to get in your own head and you feel like people are watching you, then block them. For me now, now I don't care, but as a new virtual assistant, I had anyone that I knew personally blocked. Because for me, it was easier to show up as my authentic self for people that I didn't know. Now, I don't really care who follows me. Now, I, I've overcome those mental blocks. So this is your permission slip if you're not showing up and um, you know being consistent, right? Like the third C, because you are afraid of someone watching your stories and judging you or something like that, block them for now and then go and work on that mindset piece. So that way you can be successful. And it does get easier. It gets so much easier because of that consistency, that repetitiveness. It gets easier. It's just like anything in life that you're wanting to do. You have to make those new habits so that way it becomes a routine in your everyday life. So I hope this helped you guys. I hope that you guys are taking that permission slip and that you are setting those boundaries 
within your business so that way you can show up and find the success that you are looking for in your virtual assistant business, okay? So even if you're at day one, I don't want you to feel ashamed. I want you to embrace it and remember that every single successful person that you are watching right now or that you are looking up to right now has been exactly where you are at as well. So I love you rebels. I will see you on the next episode. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, then please hit subscribe. And remember, you are amazing. You are worthy and you are capable. Until next time, rebels.